All right. Well, welcome back to Lock It In. And we're going to be doing some summer previews for these NHL teams coming up. We're going to go ahead. I'm going to deep dive. JD with you as always. I'm going to deep dive into some of these teams, looking at the cap sheet, looking at decisions they've made this summer up until this point, and sort of give you a sense of where the team's building towards, my opinion on how they've been building, and just all in all, just some just some downright previews of how I think their teams are going to do. I'll also focus on, uh, for all those league pass type watchers, who are who are constantly watching the NHL and are interested in watching not only their team but a bunch of teams. I'm going to go ahead and uh, give some analysis on who has some of the better in-game presentation, announcing crews, all that type of stuff that goes with delivering a great broadcast to the viewer. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump right in. Professional grow up, really came out the mud. You know it's hard to say no when the famous are plugged. They all pull up to the whip, play saying what's up. Wanna post up, talk about the strain of the month. Back then, who knew I was kind of the guy to get three on the text. If you trying to get high, cop chase ain't once, but some on the side. Roll up like one, three plus with a ride. Never dolo kid, no stress, always got one. Preteen married now, I seen shopping. Looking for the kid, block out so now Fresh out of class with a dash with a cop from front with a smile on the lama all achy. Yes, she knew I was a legend in the make. Stuck around cause the boy lit in the cake. Small town big hair, Ricky gon' make it. Alright. So let's jump in with the Minnesota Wild. Speaking of wild, it's been a wild offseason in Minnesota, people. In a surprising move, the Wild fired their GM, Paul Fenn. Now Paul Fenton seemed to have a lot of issues. There was a big athletic article that came out that basically said, you know, he failed to build, you know, trusting relationships internally and externally. He, you know, expanded an incredible amount of time and energy patching up things he perceived as leaks. But like, what what did that matter? And uh, just that, you know, it was sort of a death by a thousand cuts, I think, how they described it. The owner Leopold said, and this is this is you know quite strong because usually owners say the boilerplate stuff, but you know this kind of shows what environment there was in Minnesota. The the culture wasn't the same. Leopold said, I didn't have the same vibes with our employees and hockey ops, and I think the attitude of some of the players and all the people in the coaching and locker room and the training room, it was just a feeling that we didn't have the right leader for our organization. Usually, it's a lot more boilerplate than that. The answer, but. You know, that's what happens when I think you piss a lot of people off. Um, GM is a job that you have to do where you have to get people to like you, um, both on other teams and inside your own organization. A GM has to be somebody who can unite and inspire those in the organization, and apparently Fenton wasn't it. Now, I know it was a surprising move, but Parise said he was surprised by this. But I'm surprised that Parise is surprised. Because it was only like a month ago, Parise started sounding the alarm bells. You know, it was towards the end of the season, and he added pressure to this team and this organization in an interesting and honest interview with, again, The Athletic. Claiming he loves all the parts off the ice of Minnesota, but that the on-ice production hasn't quite been what he'd hoped for. At 35 with six years left on his deal, 
Decisions have to be made for this organization. Suter signed an identical deal and is a similar age. So you, right now you have Miku Koivu, Zach Brise, and Ryan Suter. All are captains for this team. They're all leaders. Add in Eric Stahl, and here you have a few veterans that are no doubt towards coming to the end of their careers. So maybe in response to whether or not Parise is fully brought in, the Wild decided to bring in Billy G, Billy Guerin. He's a Stanley Cup winner, a consummate professional, and a guy who he says Lou Lamarillo is a big influence for him. He wants to create a culture and really respects how professional Lou always is. I see a no-nonsense guy who wants to create a culture of accountability here, and I think this was a great hire by the Minnesota Wild. But the question here isn't so much going to be about the culture. I think that's going to be fixable, especially with the high-character guys they have on this Minnesota Wild team. The question here is, Bill Guerin talks about a lot about longevity so far in his, in his tenure in Minnesota. And by longevity, I mean he wants to create a stable, winning organization for years to come. He wants to create an organization where they have a lot of years of success, not just a couple. So the question for me is, are Parise, Suter, Koivu, Eric Stahl included in that longevity? Uh, I, I, would, I would say they are, and I think that Minnesota is definitely going to give them at least two, maybe three more years to try to figure it out. But this is kind of coming to where the decision has to be made. You could still trade some of these guys and get a lot for them. The question is, is it worth it? Or, you know, is it worth it to continue to run it back? Um, I think being that they're such high quality guys and that they want to be in Minnesota, if it's going to be a successful place to be, that, that, that they will find a way to try to make it work. But... They came up a little bit short last year, so let's take a look at why. Last year, this team finished with the second most games where they lost but outshot their opponents. Only Philly and Buffalo had one more game where they lost but outshot their opponents. In my opinion, what accounts for this? I, I think you have to look at what kind of quality chances are you creating. Let's look at their scoring chances for. If you look at natural stat trick, their scoring chances for, they were a bottom 10 team. Meaning that this team wasn't able to get places, wasn't able to get the puck in the places that it needs to be. And if you dig even further deep, you could see they were a top 10 team in low danger scoring shots taken. That simply, meaning, this simply means that they did not create enough scoring chances. They did not get the puck to the places that it needs to be. Now, you look at how this team's built and you watch them play and you say, why is that? How come they didn't get there? Is it because they don't have guys going to the net? Well, they have Parise, they have Stahl, they have Marcus Foligno, Ryan Donato. They have a plethora of guys who will go to the areas required to get those high danger chances. So what is it? Well, if you look at their playmakers on this team, Really all you have is Miku Koivu and Joel Eriksson Ek, who are your two real main guys who are going to drive, make plays for others. And to me, that, that is a concerning 
a concerning place to be. You need more playmakers. Now, this offseason, enter Matt Zuccarello. They signed Zook to a pretty big deal, $6 million on a deal running through 2024. Again, he's 31, so his timeline matches up pretty well with some of these older guys. And I think that right now, Minnesota did a really good job addressing their biggest area of need, and they weren't that far away from being a playoff team last year. And the other main thing Minnesota is going to be looking for this year, which let's go back to that Parise article. Parise went so far out as to call out some of the young guys on his team by name. Uh, guys they'll be relying on, Fiala, Donato, Kunin, Greenway, Erickson Eck. They all, they all are getting the call up now to say, you guys are the most important people on this team. You guys are the ones that are going to be driving the bus going forward. And they're going to have to rely on them to be successful. That gives me a lot of hope for this team. Because now you're not only relying on veterans continuing to perform, but you're also relying on young guys to take a step. And it's not just one young guy or two young guys. It's it's four or five young guys that you're relying on as a core to start saying it's time to drive the bus. And I think that's a really great place to be in. So... Putting yourself in a position where you're now going to have a chance to take that next step, this might be exactly what they needed. And if they can get their organization together and they can get guys like Parise feeling better about where the organization is and how everything's going, you know, this is a team I would say if they can make the playoffs, they're going to be a dangerous team come playoff time because of their experience, because they have guys like Suter, they have guys like Parise who have been there before, Koivu, Stahl, all guys who have been there before, all guys who have played big in big games. I'm excited to see what this team has for this season. And so, let's jump into over-unders. Let's bet some money. Here we go. This team is projected to be at 84.5 points. Last season, they finished with 83. Again, we've talked about it. Their goaltending situation, stable. They have a nice group of young players you're hoping for internal development. You have a group of veterans who weren't feeling so great about the organization last year. Wow, you changed your GM, you got in a guy who's hopefully gonna put in a culture and a culture of accountability and get these guys back on track. And finally, you added a big piece, Matt Zuccarello. He's a big time playmaker. He's exactly what this team needed. I really like where Minnesota is headed. That 84 and a half, I am smashing the over here. I am smashing, smashing, smashing this Minnesota Wild over. I think this team has a chance to be back in the playoffs this year. Now everyone's favorite time. It is for the broadcast breakdown. Let's go to Minnesota and check it out. This is another Fox Sports production, so you're going to get a pretty easy, similar layout that you have on most of the NHL networks, These on most of the NHL teams these days. It's that top left box. They give you shots. They give you goals. They give you time remaining. Now, they've got Anthony LaPanta as their TV guy and Mike Greenlay as their play-by, as their color guy. I actually really love Minnesota. It's not surprising that Minnesota does a good broadcast. 
It's not like they went. Greenlay is not somebody who's a big time name. He was a goaltender who played a little bit, cup of coffee for the uh, Edmonton, for Edmonton. But it's not like they picked some big star to come and who isn't good at his job. Greenlay is very, very good. They provide a lot of analysis. They have a lot of good information. For the most part, they know a lot about Minnesota and some of their uh, knowledge on some of the other teams is not as great, but they still will provide you a lot of interesting breakdowns because they know the game very well. What I would hope for them is that they could find a way to maybe incorporate some more stuff some more fun stuff in their broadcast, but it's a minor issue. I really like what they're doing in Minnesota. It's a good hockey broadcast. You learn stuff. They call out the right stuff. They highlight the right players. I really enjoy their broadcast.